You're listening to Second Breaks, a show where we talk about thriving through and from midlife transitions. If this is your first time here and you don't know anything about me, my name is Lou Blazer. I'm the creator and publisher of Midlife Cues, a weekly resource for driven midlifers who are very much into growing and getting even better in their middle years. You can check it out and subscribe at midlifecues.com. That's midlifecues.com. Oh my goodness, this is the official 200th episode of the podcast. Can you believe it? Thinking back to the many things that I was insecure about when I first started the show back in June 2017, I am practically twisting myself around and patting myself on the back for reaching this milestone. As a way of celebrating this milestone, because, you know, we have to continue marking our progress in this journey, no matter our age or what chapter we are in life, as a way of uh, celebrating, of marking this milestone, and uh, in keeping with the theme of the podcast this year, I wanted to reflect on and talk about change. Specifically, the change that we go through either intentionally because of some things that we are doing or naturally through the passage of time. We all know that change is the one thing that's constant in life. Now, some changes are so event-specific and so huge that we can't help noticing it. We know who we were or what we were like before it happened. And we know who we became on the other side of it, like the BC and the AC of things, right? But outside of those outsized event-driven changes, we actually go through incremental changes all the time. And so often, we don't even realize the infinitesimal ways that we are evolving or transforming until we're actually sitting down and taking time to reflect. Also, the closer we are, the more zoomed in we are to the view, it is harder to see the big picture, right? And so if we're looking at our lives, say, over a period of months or a year, we may not be able to see the patterns or the makings of a bigger shift. But when we step back, zoom out, and look at the big canvas, Whoa, right? It's like that old Virginia Slims ad. You've come a long way, baby. (laughs) So anyway, like I said, I wanted to just, you know, riff on change and acknowledge how far I have come using the start of this podcast as the mile marker. But I didn't want to do it alone because what's the fun in that, right? And so I asked my good friend, Yvonne Marchese, host of the Late Bloomer Living podcast, to join me and to reflect with me. She started her podcast a little later than I did, so her period of reflection is shorter, two and a half years versus my longer time frame, which I thought would be a good sort of compare, contrast experience between the zoomed in and the zoomed out idea that I was talking about earlier. And I think that our conversation actually uh, proves my point. The longer the time span we use to reflect, the broader the changes that we're able to see in ourselves. On the other hand, the more zoomed in we are, the more 
specific the changes are that we're able to recognize. My hope is that this episode inspires you to do some reflection about the changes that you're going through and how far you've come, and then really mark and celebrate your progress in your journey. I invite you to zoom in and zoom out to get different perspectives. Yvonne and I use the start of our podcasts as a mile marker, but you can choose your own relevant marker to zoom out. I tell you the time that I spent reflecting on how far I've come in my life, in my journey, was time well spent. It's incredible to recognize our own progress, not as how others may see it, but as how we recognize it and witness it in ourselves. So one of my one of my favorite persons to listen to, which you've heard me talk about, is Joanna Penn. And she used to say how she uses the Olympics as sort of like a mile marker to think about where she was the last Olympics, the last time there was an Olympics. Oh, yeah, it's every four years. So it's a different measuring stick. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you feel this way, but sometimes it's harder to think about, like, where was I a, a year ago, right? It's too zoomed in. Whereas if you zoom out and you think about a longer period of time, you can better reflect and see how far you've gone or like the many changes that you've gone through. So, yeah, that's true. And, you know, that's true, too, of when I try to do future casting. If if I go out 10 years, I'm more able to I have I feel like I have more freedom to imagine what's possible because it's 10 years away and it seems like, oh, that could happen, you know? I totally get that. Like, for example, I'm, I'm thinking of one right now where I see, if I think about it in terms of like over three or four years, this is what I want to be able to achieve. But then if I think about this year alone, it feels impossible. Like, oh my God, how could I possibly? Right. But then if I think about it in terms of four or five years, I'm like, yeah, I could see myself getting there in five years time. It's just this year. It's like, I can't see. Right. It's because you know how fast a year goes. It's insane. It's insane. It's April. Oh my goodness. Right. I was just, I was doing my quarter one review and quarter two planning just the other day. And I'm saying, oh my good Lord. I remember when I sat down to do my quarter one planning and have all these ideas of what I wanted to do. And now three months have passed by and I'm like, oh, good Lord. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Things that I put like as you know, I'm going to work on this now. Have have completely like dropped off. <laughs> All right. So with that sort of like backdrop, and you know, I think I mentioned this to you. Part of the reason I'm doing this is because this is actually going to be released as the 200th episode of the podcast. Woo-hoo! 200 episodes. Yeah. Oh my god. Woo, that's amazing. That's amazing. Wow. I mean, in theory, I have more than 200 episodes on the on the feed if you look, just look and count. But these are like the numbered episodes. It's 200 episodes. And, it, you know, I just wanted to sort of mark it as a milestone and reflect uh, on sort of like how the changes that have happened in my life and how I've changed. And I wanted to chat about it with you because you're also a podcaster. And I wanted to also hear about how far you've changed or you know, what kind of changes have happened to you since, you know, using the podcast as a mile mar- marker? 
Yeah, but not necessarily changes that are because of the podcast, right? I think you said when when you first got this idea to talk, you said you wanted to talk about it with the mile marker of the podcast, but the changes don't have to be related to having started a podcast, right? Correct. Because you have had some some really big changes, woman. Yeah, but have nothing to do with the podcast. So, uh, so just to kind of paint the picture of where I was back in June 2017, I was at that time I was living in my condo in Clearwater, Florida. At that point in June 2017, I had already started a small business. At the time, I was uh, trying to grow a career coaching business where I coach individuals looking to make a career move, whether they want to move in the corporate you know, ladder type stuff or career development or making a bigger you know, career change, something like that. So that's what I was doing back then. I was obviously five years younger. <laughs> right. In and around that time, I think, is when I started to realize that I'm no longer in my 30s. <laughs> I think podcasting ages you. I, I know, right? I'm like, I don't know why it, all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, I'm no longer in my 30s. Kidding aside, I think it was the time when I was trying to think of myself as, a, you know, using the word midlifer to think about myself and uh-huh. being in midlife and trying to understand what the heck does this mean for me and you know, what do I want it to be? Or, you know, that, that kind of thought process. And then more specifically, as it relates to the podcast, at the time I was very insecure about two things specifically. I was insecure about a lot of things, but (laughs) as it relates to the podcast, two very specific things I was insecure about. One, I was insecure about my voice, my literal voice, how I sound. And mm-hmm. also, I was very insecure about my ability to invite guests uh, to the show. Like, I was so I, wait, I'm going to stop you because yeah. I feel like a jump happened here. And I'm wondering, okay, so so here you are, you've got your business, right? And you're and, and you're coaching people. And then you start to realize you're not in your 30s, you're actually midlife. But what we're missing here is that the, the leap from oh, I'm in midlife, I think I'll have a podcast about it. So what happened? Where where did that take hold of you? Yeah, it was actually not connected at all because when I started the podcast, it had nothing to do with midlife. I had been wanting to do a podcast two years before that. I had been a podcast listener, avid podcast listener, but I kept on postponing it or like I... I just wasn't doing it for two years. Basically, I just was not doing anything about it until I decided there was a particular point in time in 2017 around the Mayish time frame when I said, you know, F it, I'm insecure about these things. I'm just going to go do these things regardless. And I'm just going to go regardless. I'm just going to go. <laughs> I wasn't talking about midlife though. I was talking about career development at that time, which was the work that I was doing. And my first in people who were invited were people I met or I knew already because, like I said, I was insecure that anybody would want to come talk to me on podcast. Oh, that's (laughs) that feeling. I know it. I know it. (laughs) And uh, sort of related to this is that I had very little, my connections back then, my network was primarily composed of people from my corporate life. And then um, I joined some courses, some online courses that had, 
like, you know, community attached to the program. So I, I, I was beginning to meet some sort of like small business owners because I had attended some programs, but not a lot. And so I would say that 90% of my, my network at the time were people who I knew from corporate America. You know, that, and that's probably why I also ha- was insecure that anybody would want to come to the show to be a guest of mine because it's like, I, I don't know any, you know, I don't know a lot of people who I could invite to, you know, to be on the show. So that was kind of my, my world back in 2017 when I decided to, to do the show. So you pay your paycheck. Yeah. So, so I started my podcast. The, the first episode went out in June of 2020. I was a COVID podcast baby boomer. <laughs> like a lot of podcasts started during COVID, but I didn't start because I was bored in COVID. I, like you, wanted to do a podcast for two years and was insecure about mm-hmm. doing it for, um, and I don't know that I was as worried about my voice as you were because I had somewhere along the way, I got over that, that horrible feeling of hearing your own voice that I, I think everybody mm. gets that it's, it's a shock when mm-hmm. you hear your voice come back at you for the, for the first few times. But what I was nervous about was that I didn't, you know, I, I, I wasn't an expert you know, I don't ha- I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a PhD. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not all the things I'm not. And I wanted to talk about midlife reinvention. And, um, but I was like, who wants to listen to me? Who, who cares? And I didn't know how to produce a podcast. So that was a major stumbling block. And I didn't have the money to hire somebody to do it for me or to take a class to learn how. So I was like, gosh, wow. That, you know, plus then I'm a mom. I've got busy kids with lots of activities. I had a mm-hmm. photography business that mm-hmm. was uh, pretty keeping me pretty busy. And I was trying to grow it. And I was like, nope, stay on target. Focus on your photography business and keep growing it and and do your mom thing and that's enough girl stay on target (laughs) but so I had some valid reasons for not doing it for the two years really but uh, you know upon further reflection (laughs) I realized (laughs) that it was really just a, a good old case of fear and imposter syndrome like really that who am i to do this kind of thing uh, who yeah that's an audacious thing to do you know your your two boys were still with you back then yeah yeah well i still have i've still got one of them at home and my oldest is off at college now but in december of 2019 i got so sick of myself i couldn't stand myself anymore so i put a post on Facebook and said, I've had this idea in the back of my mind to do this podcast. I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to start. And I posted it so that I would be outed. And I got... (laughs) I got so many replies back from people, congratulations. And I'm like, congratulations for what? I, I'm telling you, I, my, my, I was sweating so hard when I hit the send button on that post. And 
Mm. really my heart was pounding in my chest for like two hours after I hit the go button. And, uh, and so that's when I dug in and I just was like, okay, just start, just start, just start somewhere. And I realized I didn't have to be an expert. And that was the thing that freed me up to do it. So, and then COVID happened in February, COVID happened in February, March. And all of a sudden I couldn't do photo gigs. My and we were all stuck in the house, me and the kids. John was still going to work because he works for a small company. And so I just dug in. That that was like a, a massive opportunity time-wise for me to, yeah. to work. My kids were in school online all day. And so they were busy or they were playing video games. <laughs> and so I just dug in and did a lot of YouTube and Googling and to figure out how to do this, that, and the other. And so I launched in June. And uh, oh my goodness, oof, it was. And how many episodes do you have now? 138. Yeah, you're going to get to 200 faster because you're still on a weekly cadence, yes, right? Yes, I'm still on a weekly. And, yeah. uh, and you were my, ep- my, my interview with you was episode <laughs> number three. If I'm not mistaken, when you interviewed me, it wasn't live yet. You were still, you were planning on. Oh, you mean it wasn't out in the world. You're right. Yeah, no, no. I was. You already had a name, but it wasn't out there. It wasn't like, it wasn't live in the. Right. And I didn't even really know you. You were like the first person I reached out to who I didn't know. And I was so scared, but I knew of you. And because we were both in the What Works Network and I had heard you, Tara interviewed you about confidence. And I, and you <laughs> talked about yeah. starting your podcast and hating your voice and not having the confidence, but how it, how it helped your confidence in the end. And you just sounded so nice and funny and down to earth. And I was like, I wonder if Lou would be on my podcast. And so you were the first person I reached out to that I didn't know. And you said yes. So thank you. <laughs> You know, because of the insecurity that I had when I started the podcast, I made a a vow that anybody who invites me, especially those who are starting a podcast, so anybody who's listening out there, if you're starting a podcast, I don't even care what it's about. Well, I do. Like, there are certain topics I probably won't go into, (laughs) but but like if you're, you're like bearing those kinds of topics. But like, if you're starting podcast and you're like, oh God, oh God, like I made a vow that I, the answer is yes, because I, I know how it was Mm -hmm. to be insecure about those things. So anyway, so let's fast forward to where we are today. So for me, it's five years later for you. It's what, two and a half years later, is it? Yeah, and well, June, it's almost three years. It's April now. So, oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. You know, do you remember that Virginia Slims ad many, many years ago? Uh, you've come a long way, baby. It's something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, here you go. So, today, I no longer live in my condo in Clearwater because I've sold that condo in Clearwater, Florida. And um, I split my time between the U.S. and the Philippines, which, by the way, back in 2017, I had not even, this was not even an idea. This was not, I had no intention of doing this. I was not even dreaming of doing this. 
if you had told me back in 2017 that this is what I will be doing five years later, I would have looked at you like you had two heads. <laughs> but look, this is what I'm doing, right? <laughs> I know. Um, Crazy, right? I'm very much embracing my midlife mess at this point. I I am a midlifer, proud to be a midlifer. I've decided, I think, generally speaking, I've decided on what kind of midlife I want to have and the kind of midlifer I want to be. No more questions about that. Um, I'm also very much guided now by the Stoic philosophy. Back in 2017, I had only started reading about, about it. I had stumbled upon this book by Ryan Holiday, uh, The Obstacle is the Way, and I devoured that book. And ever since then, I've been reading a lot on Stoic philosophy, and I've realized this is a segue, massive segue, but I realized that this is who my father was. He and mm. I never talked about this, but in reading everything about the Stoic philosophy, I realized this was my father when he was alive. And so that got me interested in it. And now I would say that I'm very much guided by by that philosophy now. I have way more connections now outside of my previous corporate network. <laughs> and this one I credit largely to the podcast. I've met so many people because of this podcast, uh, people who I would not have met otherwise. That really is like the best part of podcasting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. As an introvert, card-carrying introvert, this mm -hmm. podcast has become my primary networking sort of approach. Basically, I invite people I want to chat <laughs> and get to know. It's amazing. That's what I do. So I've met so many people. My network is so much more richer. Um, I am also way much more comfortable with my voice. I've learned to like my voice. This is how I sound. <laughs> this is how I've always sounded. I don't know why I didn't realize that. What a revelation. But, you know, after hearing my voice, editing, editing my my podcast for how many years? I'm like, okay, fine. I like it. You know, so I'm more comfortable with my voice now. Um, Business-wise, I no longer have the career coaching business. I've closed that one. Um, and then I've started a new project that's primarily content-based. So I created Midlife Cues, which is a resource for midlifers about personal growth and transitions in our middle, middle years. That's pretty much like a like a small media business that I'm working on growing now. And so I produce that. I obviously produce this podcast also. And both are talking about midlife now. So that's another change. The podcast topics change from career development to more midlife relevant topics. And then also very recently, as in less than a month ago, I've started to offer individual intensive calls they're not really coaching calls, really more like consultations about midlife transitions. So that's the big change in the business. But I want to say that the biggest change uh, is that I feel more det determined more than ever to live this second half of my life fully, more purposefully, more, you know, more intentionally. Like I don't want to waste any more time. Uh, due to like insecurities or I'm not feeling ready yet or woe is me type thinking. Like I've got this one life and it's getting shorter by the minute. <laughs> so like more than ever, I'm more in the carpe diem sort of like 
Primo's mind. Like, I don't have time to waste anymore. I also find myself more protective. I'm, I've always been, but I, I think I'm even more now protective about my boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. if I, I, I say no a lot more now. I've never had a problem saying no before, but even more so now. I'm very protective of my time because of this idea that I don't want to, I don't want to waste my time. Somebody actually commented just like two days ago, somebody said to me uh, that I, I seem to be the kind of person who, who doesn't waste time. Like there's no idle time. Like every, every, every bit of time is in use, not wasted. And obviously that's not true. I (laughs) I still waste plenty of time on Netflix and HBO. Like I, I just went through like hours and hours of watching games of throne. (laughs) But as a general statement, like, I think it's true that I do waste less time now because of this idea that, you know, I I don't want to waste time. Here's, here's a thought for you. When you say, when you say you don't waste time as much, but, but you said I do waste time in Netflix and stuff like that. Maybe it's not so much about wasting time as it is about protecting your time so that you get to do what you, what you really want to do. And if that's watching Game of Thrones, then that's watching Game of Thrones. Exactly. Dang it. You know, like, fine. That is not a waste. We all need downtime. We need time to fill the well, right? So, like, and and like, I'll, I'll tell you right now, girl, I waste a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way of looking at it because I think that when I reflect back about wasted time, it's it's less wasted time wasted on watching or waste wasted time on reading or stuff like that. It's more wasted time in terms of like I dilly dallied because I was insecure. I dilly dallied right. because I was waiting to be ready. I dilly dallied because those kinds of yeah. stuff or poor me or like those guys, like, I don't want to, I don't want to waste my time comparing myself to other people anymore. You know what I yeah. mean? I don't want to yeah. waste my time trying to be, trying to get something perfect before I put it out to the world. I'll, I'll say that, right. you know? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then also the, I mean, I, I've never really called myself a people pleaser, even when I was younger, I've, I'm even less of a people pleaser now. Like if, if something, if I'm being asked to do something and it's not really, I really can't find a value in it. I mean, obviously I do favors for people I love and care about, but if, if it's truly like, why am I doing this? Like if it's, it's something that's really sucks my energy or sucks my soul or like, I hate it. Like, why am I like, I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, so anyway, so that's, that's, I think, the biggest change in me overall, the, the, you know, the five years since I started the podcast. What about you? Hmm. Uh, so much of the change that I've been through since I've started the podcast really is, is directly because of the podcast. Oh, boy. Yeah, so much of it is is really like I trace. I have to trace it back to the podcast. Do you feel like because I, I remember when you were talking about how where you were in June twenty twenty? Like you're primarily at that point calling yourself a photographer, mm-hmm. but your identity has changed too, right? 
Yeah. And it's all because of the podcast. Like it, it has given me, as you said, a network of people mm -hmm. that I, I kind of have to pinch myself sometimes when I think about the people that I've met because of the podcast, you know, I've become friends with you. You know, there's, there's a few of my guests where I've stayed in touch with them because I just fell in love with them right away. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, and I consider them friends now. And the podcast led me to hopping on Clubhouse in the middle of the pandemic. And I met mm -hmm. a whole community of other podcasters who are entrepreneurial types are trying to, you know, monetize their, their podcast or around their podcast. So, you know, I joined a mastermind because of that, but I, I went to clubhouse cause I wanted to, I wanted to see if I could find other midlifers who were talking about their issues so that I could get a sense of am I on the right track with the podcast? Like, oh. am I talking about the, the topics that resonate with people are, or are my, what, you know, is are my weird interests or issues, just my weird interests, you know, issues and interests. So, so that's what led me there. And once I got to clubhouse and started participating in the conversation, like actually raising my hand to talk in rooms. Oh my goodness, Lou, I can't tell you how nervous I was to do that the first like 20 <laughs> times. I mean, I right. literally get the flop sweats just to get up and say, add something to the conversation. I was so nervous and so, because I'm an introvert. And which I still don't believe, just so you know. But they, they there I, you go. I am, I am, I am an, I'm an ambivert. Actually, that's that's what somebody finally told. <laughs> so I'm a performer. I have the performing background, and if I go, if if I go to, let's say, a party, I can talk to people, but it is not absolutely not my comfort zone. I have mm -hmm. to go recover from those very outwardy kind of experiences and go to my hidey hole and recover. But uh, but anyway, so it led me to start getting more comfortable speaking on the fly about things I care about that weren't scripted. And then I ended up taking a course on how to write a talk. And so now I have a talk I can give, a keynote speech, you know? that experience was like blew the top of my head off really um but you know what i just i remember something i can't remember if it was on your podcast or on my podcast it's so great that we have been on each other's podcasts many right. times but i remember you were telling me something around something about the fact that as a performer as an actress you had a script yes so yes you were acting on stage but the words that were coming out of your mouth came from a script. Right. Oh, that was key. That was key. Because it's much more, much more vulnerable for me to get up and talk about something that is my idea, something that's important to me, that I would, I would literally break down in tears to, every time I'd try to talk publicly. A, without a script. And it was, it was debilitating. I mean, I, if you had told me that I was going to be, you know, wanting to speak on stages, uh, I, I, I would have been like, no, no. <laughs> which is funny. Cause like, I remember when you told me that before you told me that I just assumed that this was so 
easy because you're a performer, you're an actor. And then you told me that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize that, right? Because it's a, a, yes, you're acting, you know, you're obviously emoting and you're doing other stuff, but the words were not yours. Right. And, and, and you've got, when you're doing theater, you've got a rehearsal process. You have, uh, set and lights and costumes and you've rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed and you have been with your people and you've got this comfort zone that is on that stage that is like, okay, we've done this. We've been here. And the challenge is to make it fresh and to make it live as if you haven't rehearsed the heck out of it. Right. That's, that's the craft <laughs> yes. is to make it look uh, like it's brand spanking new and you never thought that thought before. But, uh, but yeah, totally, totally, totally different than getting up in public speaking. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Look how far we've gone. And so, obviously, we're both podcasters. We enjoy the work that we have to, to do because it's a lot of work. Podcasting is not easy. Sometimes I hear people go, oh, I just, you know, grab a mic and talk. And it's, well, you can do that, I suppose, but. The kind of podcasting we do takes a lot of yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that's not my experience. Uh, in fact, I yeah. you know I have a I have an episode coming out tomorrow, and I was sliding in sideways with it, girl, <laughs> trying to get the you know get everything ready to go, get the social media stuff ready, get the you right. know get the show notes done, and the email that needs to go out, and all the things that happen around just hitting the record button and talking, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we were talking, the, the time of the conversation is changed, how far we've come uh, since we started. But just for the last few minutes, um, I just wanted to uh, transition to sort of like a forward thinking kind of chat. Obviously, um, and I'm going to assume, so we're both committed to continuing our podcast for at least this year, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I have told myself that I am committed to five years and. Ah, okay. And if, and if, gotcha. and when, when I get to the five year mark, I'll, I'll take a look at it, but you know, I don't, I'm not planning to stop in five years. I'm just like, okay, I have, I, I feel for, for my own satisfaction, I need that five year mark to be hit. You know, yeah. So I got another two years ahead of me at least, right? It's so funny. When I started, I made a commitment to do fifty. Ah, uh huh. And a very specific reason because this, I, I mentioned Joanna Penn earlier. She says that she also, generally speaking, says yes to every podcast invitation that she gets. She usually prefers or says yes to those podcasters who have at least fifty episodes and above. Because she feels that 50 is sort of like the the benchmark for like, okay, this is a serious podcaster. Like this is a person who's not going to record five and then disappear. Right. Because pod fade is real, right? And it usually hits uh, close to the maybe the one year mark a lot of times, right? For podcasters, you get burned out. Exactly. Yeah. So when she, when she said 50, it got stuck in my head. And I said, okay, like I committed to 50. And I said, I'm not going to quit until I got to 50. Whatever happens, you know, however, I hate my voice. I'm not going and to. look at you But now. after that, I have not made a commitment. I have also come to realize it took me forever to realize. It took me up until I'm, I'm in my 50s to admit this to anyone. 
I have a tendency to be commitment phobic. Mm. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I um I have not committed to anything other than the yearly commitment. So yeah, I'm committed to this year. And you have two and a half years more to go. And um we're committed to uh to improving in our craft, yeah. basically. And I do want to say, you know, that said, it, you know, if in a year I go, uh, this just is not working for me. This does not fit who I am now. I'll walk away from it because yeah. that's part of the journey that I'm on with the with doing this podcast is the idea that we are not the same person that we were five years ago, right? And even, I'm not the same person I was three months ago. Like I... Mm-hmm. You know, there's growth where we, and, and it depends on, you know, it depends on, do you have, you know, it, what kind of a year you had, right? Like you may have a year, you've had a year, right? That, so, so like when you have massive things happen in your life or, or, you know, you just might have an unexplainable shift, it could happen at any time. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I meditate all the time is to keep to stay in touch with myself and and keep checking in and noticing, you know, well, what am I thinking? And mm. try to stay in tune with is what I'm doing matching my current values. Mm. Well, that is the perfect ending to this conversation that we're having about how far we've come. And so, my dearest Fred, thank you so much for indulging me and um, joining me for a conversation around change and celebrating the 200th episode. Congratulations. That is no small thing. 200 episodes. Lou Blazer. If I had one of those, if I had one of the, one of those fancy soundboards that could make like applause happen, I would do it for you right now. But you know, right now I'm just going to go. Like imagine that's the crowd going wild. <laughs> I'll add the applause on the on the on the edited bo- version of this. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, my dear listener friend, for joining me in celebrating my podversary. Uh, my life, you know, is so much richer now with this podcast. And one reason for this is because I'm able to reach people like you who I would have otherwise not been able to connect with. So on that note, and I realize I don't always say this on the podcast, and I probably should more often, but um you can actually reach me anytime. I would love to connect with you. I would love to hear from you. LinkedIn is where I hang out most often these days. So just search for me for Lou Blazer on LinkedIn. Or you can also find me on Instagram. Same name, Lou Blazer. I would really, really love to hear from you. Okay, that's all I have for you today. I will be back with a new episode in two weeks time. Until then, keep on making your debt, my friend. Cool beans.